<laughs> That's the best I got for it. Sorry, guys. But if you couldn't tell by that little interlude there, this episode of Rocking and Bullwinkle, we are doing Isan's 2018 release in a mirror. How are you doing today, Ben? I'm doing great, Tracy. Um, this is Isan's seventh solo album. It came out on May 4th of 2018. has a runtime of 43 minutes and 49 seconds. The lineup is pretty essential or essential. Uh, pretty uh, easy. <laughs> yeah, pretty easy because Isan plays bass, keyboards, guitars, and vocals on this album. He wrote everything. He did have um, Angelo Soberg Tavitin come in and do marching drums on when you are lost and i belong and then tobias ornis anderson did drums on everything else and frederick Eckerson laid down guitars on arcana imperii i always thought he programmed the drums because the drums always have a more programmy sound to it um he might have wrote them on a drum machine but there is a drummer credited yeah so that's kind of a little bit surprised to me. Guys, I mean, rewinding back to when we did Sludge, like I didn't realize those were programmed drums, and they were. Well, I thought this was programmed drums, and they weren't. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say we've run a pretty good run of hitting albums that are bin length. <laughs> I think it's right, like the fourth right. one in a row that's 40 minutes or less. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. Um uh, of course, if you don't know, Isan is an emperor. That's um, his metallic claim to fame. Um, but yeah, man, this is nine tracks. So that 43-minute runtime, it's not like Garden of Shadows where everything was eight minutes long and there were you know, only six tracks, really. Yeah. So um, this is but digestible chunks. It is digestible chunks. And I'm going to go say, well, what's your thoughts on it? Well, let's get to you first. So this is an album. I didn't, I will, will completely admit that I didn't even know Isan was doing solo albums. So I had no preconceived notion other than having heard Emperor and kind of liking Emperor going into this. So Lend Me the Eyes of Millennia, the opening track on this, I was like... What in the fuck is going on here? Because <laughs> this is, and I doubt that Tracy's heard it, and, and some of the other listeners may not have. Glenn Danzig once did a solo album called Black Aria, which he wrote classical music for. This reminds me of that. Not that it's classical music, but this is a guy who's just stepping into the studio and really writing what sounds to me like a cinematic soundtrack as opposed to an honest to God metal album. I could see that. I could see that. And like just the album cover, I don't know if you looked at it any, it's got such a villain-esque theme to it. It's got the big black leather chair with the fur around it and the fucking gold skull on the back of it. You know, it's, it's, it's over the top, but I could see that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Danzig, uh, that album, I'd never heard it. Uh, 
and I didn't know nothing about Isan before I came into this album either. But in fact, I found this through Angry Metal Guy, and he ranked it one of his best albums out of that month. Remember what month it came out? May. May. So he ranked it as his May best album. I was like, okay. Threw it on the list, came across it. And I haven't ever heard Emperor either. So this is a oh, first wow. take. Oh, wow. We're going to have to do some Emperor. I, I mean, that's on the pile. I've thrown a couple albums into my list. It's just, uh, that's a, that list is getting to be 200 something fucking hours long at this point in time <laughs> i may get through it before i die may not oh well but i mean i didn't really have nothing to expect to it and so it was it was fresh view for me coming into this one and you could definitely tell that he has some proggy elements in his album but get back to your thoughts on this before more in full because I feel like I yammer on about this album. That pretty kind of, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot else to say. I mean, there are moments in here. Um, I think Isan is very creative, and this is probably the third album that we have done this year that is a one-man band. Um, I think that... Isan does a whole lot more creatively than the other two that we did. Um, in that he's, there's a certain amount of freedom that he has and that by not trying to make this a metal album. And I don't know whether we want to necessarily have the debate because I think this is metal adjacent, not necessarily straight up metal. But the and you know if this was a if Emperor released this and and Emperor might have some albums that are very similar I don't know because I haven't listened to their entire discography. But this is almost genreless, and that's why I said it reminds me of a soundtrack because it's so ambient, and I think that's what you're going to get into when you're talking about it being progressive. Is that this is really all music is trying to convey emotions, but this is soundtrack music is really geared towards emotion to heighten a story. And that's what I felt that this was doing. Yeah, it's, it does a good job. I think it does a real good job of that of conveying emotion. And as for yours, this metal, I think with Isan, I think for, I think I read some article on her years ago, or a couple years ago after I heard this, or a couple years ago when I first heard it, you know, it's kind of like, Isan, I think, has built up enough, like a, I guess in a sense, a goodwill with his fans from his day with Emperor, that whatever they release, his fans are going to even if they're just the heaviest of heaviest black metal fans. And so, I feel like, in a sense, it kind of falls in that, like he's got enough street cred that whatever he does is going to be metal. And I think... That or like it's not gonna be up for thing, like this isn't heavy enough. It's just gonna be all right. It's Isan, the Emperor. That's all you need to know for his street cred. He's good. To, he gets he's cleared, you know. Like uh, yeah, the bouncer's I mean, gonna put him in the bar. So <laughs> yeah, when you uh, you are part of the infamous band that uh, had members jail for burning down churches, you, it gives you a certain amount of cred in the black metal community. But this really doesn't. I mean, it has blackish elements to it, but I really yeah. don't. 
like it's got the it's got the elements of like black speed it's got the screaming it's got the guitar work that works really well within black metal but then you get this other like flip side of the coin i feel like this album does it like there's a heads tail on the coin flip on them like each song and flip it and like all right it's going to be this way next album flip it all right it's going to be this other way Oh, we're back to black metal. You know, I feel like you kind of get a coin flip beginning of every album, what is it, of every song, what's it going to be? And I will say that I enjoy the last black metal stuff more. Right. And one thing that really drew me to this album is there are several songs in here that are fucking catchy and earwormy as shit. Like the chorus gets in your head and you're just like, all right, it's there for two hours. Time to uh, drill that fucker out to get it out or else you're just going to be stuck with it, you know? Um, I think I, I didn't find that happening. Yeah. Um, so I would disagree with you slightly there. I think there are some good tracks on here, but I didn't think any of it. None of them were earworms to the point that they got stuck in my head. Oh, there were like four on here that ever since I first heard it, that if I like even a part of that song's popped in my head, I'm like, all right, time to go listen to this song now. Cause it's just going to sit there until I do. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I've got that joyful with it. And so like, I played the shit out of this album or at least those four songs for sure. And the whole thing a couple of times in 2018, when I was coming across it and this album for me. And the other one that really contested in 2018 for album of the year was rivers of Nile, which we done covered. Yeah. Um, and which for me, as a whole, this isn't an album I feel like you need to listen to as a part. There are definitely, it's much more of a song by song album instead of a, Rivers and I Hell is much more of an album to listen to. Like, it's better to listen to it full. For me, it was. And this one's much more of a, this song here, this song here, this song here. And which the, the songs are, it's not one of those situations where the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. I don't know that I agree with that. You don't? In that, um, well, and I'll tell you why, and you're probably right, but I'll tell you why I disagree with you. In that, this is less of a complete story arc, like the Rivers and Hill. So, yes, um, from that aspect, I do agree that to really get what Rivers and uh, Hill is trying to convey to you. You need to listen to the entire album. Whereas this, since there's not an overarching story, listening to the individual tracks doesn't matter. This is easier to listen to as an entire album. And to me, even though I don't know that I'm going to give it the, a grade that might necessarily reflect this, more enjoyable to just put on as background music or to drive with um, than the rivers of Nihil because there's not that same level of engagement. I could see that. I mean, you could easily much more, this is background. And I think parts of that, it does come through a lot. And I think it's just also kind of like he, like in this, in a sense, in this album, some of the, a lot of these songs also, and I think part of it is that, these songs have a moment to breathe. Like it kind of pulls back and you just have like a little bit of drone beat, a little bit of guitar and then mm -hmm. singing as opposed to rivers. Nihil, it's pretty much, it's, it's running all cylinders that whole time through. Well, this one, it's kind of like, all right, we're going to sit and cruise for a little bit and just kind of coast. Mm 
Yeah. So, uh, what songs did you like off of this? Um, Arcana, Imperii, Samir, One Less Enemy, Where You Are Lost, and I Belong. I think that that stretch. So, tracks two through five I thought were really good. Uh, Twin Black Angels had its moments. Um, but those are the ones that really stood out to me. I'll agree with you on Arcana Puri, One Less Enemy, and Samir, originally when I first heard the album, it wasn't good, but the more I've listened to it, the more it's grown on to me, and just that, the melancholy of that song, and just the comfortingness, and maybe it's where my mental state has been at lately, due to everything going on in the world, might be part of it. Yeah. Uh, where You Are Lost and Up Along is really good, and for that similar reason. Marble Soul and Wake are also two others that I really enjoy that really catch me what are the four earworms for you oh when i first went to it was arcana Imperi, one less enemy marvel soul and wake okay were the four that i was like i gotta go listen to them yeah and it's a lot of that deals with the chorus especially marvel soul is just like in a sense that would kind of remind me of the uh oh it's been years since i watched the show but the uh angels from doctor who hmm those are the ones that kind of like it reminds me of like just the ways where some across and hearing it that's what they would remind me of yeah sure i get that all righty sir uh you ready to grade this bitch i am ready to grade this bitch uh what are you gonna give it where does it fall in the, the book of ben Lindsay's music it's a b so I wound up giving it exactly the same grade as I gave the Rivers of Nihil, though I much prefer this to Rivers of Nihil. Okay. Um, I was debating about a B minus for a little bit, but when I was when, and I probably would have given it a B minus if you hadn't brought up Rivers of Nihil, so that I could think back to that and kind of compare the two. Um, because this isn't this isn't something that. I can see myself going to a lot and really uh-huh. engaging with. Like, I don't know that I will ever find myself singing along to one of these songs or aggressively headbanging, which would be kind of funny to aggressively headbang. <laughs> it would be. Um, I don't... But I think the album is quality enough that I would use it, like I said, to, I think this would be, um, if you listen to when we were just talking about um, prongs, uh, no absolutes. That that would be a good driving album. I think this would be a good driving album too. I think this would be a good dinner party album. I think this would be a good. I need to put something on because I'm cleaning the apartment or I'm writing a paper or or, or whatever. Um, so I can see me returning to this album for those purposes, which is kind of odd, maybe, but. So this is an, an album that I will listen to passively a lot. I don't know that I will actively listen to very much. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm going to give this an A minus. Yeah, I'm going to give it an A minus. Because uh, it did fall down a couple of ranks from where it was. I don't know if I quite put it in my top five. But we have listened to the three albums I put directly behind this from 2018. And I think I've rated them all higher, which we had 
rewind the tape. We had the Amorphous album, the War of the Worlds album, the Michael Romeo solo album, and then Rivers and Eye Hill. So, I mean, this now I think would probably kind of fall more into the sludge ranking where I had it at then. So, I still enjoy this album. I still want to come back to it. And you have weird dinner parties if this is something you could put on for dinner party music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weird guy, Tracy. Oh, I know. Well, I know. I know your girlfriend too. I'm like, it fits. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to recommend this to her and see what she thinks of it. Oh yeah, I can. I can see her liking it. <sighs> but yeah. So I mean, this is definitely one of those. It'd be your. It'd be a bend dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but A minus is where I'll put it at. I, I've right. come back to it, and I'll probably keep coming back to it. Yeah. And it's enough for me to go back and listen to his other stuff as well. And I know we released an EP this year with a couple songs, which I really enjoyed. So if you want to kind of get a more another taste of a shorter taste of Isan by himself, you got Telemark that came out I think in March. Uh, well, with you know, giving this a B, I, w- I would listen to the other things. Um, and we got to get you on the record with some uh, Emperor, Emperor too. Yeah. Okay. As long as it's not that you know tape record the answering machine recording, I, I think I'll be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will find out, my brother. Yep. What are we doing next time? Next time we are doing the. I don't remember what year was race. We are doing Gojiras from Mars to Sirius. A very highly regarded album and band. So we will see what we think. Indeed. Shows up on several of the century list. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, And if you want to go to a weird dinner party, you know who to hit up. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Church of Heavy Metal here at Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Leather is required. (laughs) <laughs> it's not required, it's just preferred.